episode 22. Do you know someone who would be a great guest on the Telltale Fisherman? If so, go to tell.fish slash guest and recommend them for the show. We won't bug them. We'll just give them the chance to share the story of their lifetime and become a fishing legend. Visit tell.fish slash guest. Welcome to the Telltale Fisherman Podcast, where avid anglers share the story of their best fishing day ever to inspire yours. Now it's time for another epic adventure. So here's your host, John Woodson. All right, welcome to the show. Today's guest is Zach Van from Hatteras Island, North Carolina. Zach, welcome aboard. How are you doing, man? Oh, doing good. It's uh, great to have you here today. And uh, you work with uh, Wasabi Sport Fishing Charters. Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Awesome. Well, um, we're going to have some really cool fishing to talk about with uh, all that you do um, there out on that charter boat, I'm sure. But before we get to that, just just tell me a little bit about yourself and you know how you got started fishing. Well, I mean, you know, as a kid... It was always around hunting and fishing. That's just kind of how we grew up. You mm-hmm. know, and my dad taking me as a young kid, catching bluegills, you know, little balls of bait and throwing that out and getting going and just learning the, you know, the way of the land and, and trying to live off of the land. Yeah. That's kind of how we grew up. Was that all in North Carolina? No, actually, um, I grew up in Suffolk, Virginia. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm in Dryer. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew up in the dismal swamp, you know, I was an old swamp rat running around <laughs> in the woods. Yeah. But we always, you know, tried to have to go charter fishing, and we never could. And I'd beg my dad, Dan, take me down to the dock so I can see the fish. I want to see the fish, Dan. Come on, take me down there. <laughs> and he'd take me down there, and we'd take the fish out, but we never really could afford to go. So yeah. something that was always, like, I'm lacking. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I just was leaning towards it. And uh, finally... When I graduated high school, I moved down here to Hatteras Island, and I started building surfboards with a guy. It's like kind of my first job I got to learn the fiberglass work, you know, and Mm -hmm. it all plays in the boats and everything like that. I just started hanging around and, and like, washing boats and showing up at the dock, you know. Even though if I wasn't even working on a boat, I'd show up and just try and get a trip, you know, try and go and go and go. Finally, I had a guy offer me a job. Well, on a full-time rig a few years ago, it was mm-hmm. called the Sea Bear, and uh, I started working with him, and we did really good, and uh, we actually ended up getting rid of that boat, and I got a job with the Wasabi. Mm-hmm. He came over, and uh, he just asked me, he said, you know, he said, I've been watching, you know, he, I see you got, you got the drive, and you want to do it, and I see you, you have the passion for it, so... He offered me a job with him, and, and he's like one of the one of the best fishermen down here as far as it goes with captains and producing fish yeah. for the people, you know, and, and actually uh, making sure they go home with fish no matter what. Even if it's a slow day, we're going to have some type of fish right. in that box for, you know, bottom fish, anything. I was just going to ask, so tell me what it was like the, you know, the first couple of times you went out 
as a mate on a boat um is you know is it like you see on some of these tv shows like deadliest catch where the captain is screaming bloody murder at you and uh it's really well, intense pressure yeah. you know and, and then being in this business there's just everyone does it different you know? yeah so everyone's different when you go out you know it's some it, a guys just get so fired up they're just screaming and hollering and you're running around in circles because you don't know what to do because you're getting screamed at because you can't understand what he's saying <laughs> yeah. and then guys that are that are real you know all right he's on your right teaser all right get your thing bait pop out a clip put it in front of him you know he's telling you pushing you to, to try and make you better you right. know and, that, and the, so it's like a it's you you see all different worlds and, and that's what makes this business hard you know so guys that want to do it and they just get in with the wrong captains too early then they can't handle it because they don't know the game yet yeah so it's like uh, it's definitely nerve-wracking and, and hard you're out there to work at the same time but you're, you're having a good time doing it you know it's so fun right you're you're working. You're not you know you're not hanging out on the boat. You're doing your job. So that's what people expect oh, from yeah. you, you know. And then that's why they pay the money to go fishing with us. They want to catch a lot of fish. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've I've been on a few charters myself, and uh, I'm always uh, both thankful for all the work the mate does, and and amazed at at the hard work. Uh, that they put in to to make it all work out. There's there's a lot that goes into a, to a successful day of fishing out there on the ocean. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a lot of work. It's a, you know it's you can make some good money at it, but if you if you went off hours in this business, then you'd be like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> you know, for as far as many hours <laughs> you put into it, but it's it's a way of life, you know. And I wouldn't want to do anything else. I don't. When I wake up at four o'clock in the morning to head to the bed. I don't feel like I'm going to work. I feel like I'm going fishing. You know, that's what I, I'm going going yeah. to have a good time. That's awesome. Let's just talk a little bit about the species you have in in your fishery there. You know, tell us uh, the the kind of stuff you guys fish for, and you, you know, in the different seasons of the year. And yeah, um, uh, well, first of all, you know, it's the Harris Island NC World Blue Marlin Cast. So it's, we have a very mm-hmm. good good fishery for billfish all up and down. The East Coast from Virginia Beach to Hatteras, North Carolina, and in between there is some of the best bill fishing you can get. But I, on, on top of that, there's the, we get May and June. Those are two of the best months for for gaffer dolphin, big you know big mahi mahis and 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 good yeah. size class. You know, from 15 pounds and up, that that time of year, they're all big fish, right? And, and you have a chance of catching a limit. 60 dolphin you know that's how many that's how good our fishery is on the dolphin down here and then um you know you got your wahoo scattered wahoo bite all through that time too and then Mm -hmm. you got your bottom fish your triggers sea bass your groupers snowies the yellow tails i mean golden tiles gray tiles vermilion snappers or pretty much anything you can think of you know african pompano and if you you like jigging jacks, we got some of the best you know amberjack fishing around on our wrecks because we have so many wrecks around oh, yeah. here. It's the graveyard of the Atlantic, you know. It's it's a yeah. it's a really good fishery. I mean, for for pretty much anything, you can you can get on the boat down here and and say I want to target this, you know, and you kind of can. It's because we're so we're so far yeah. out in the Gulf, anyways. You know, our ride, you're fishing. We're going fishing in the Gulf Stream. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Like, how how far out are you from? Because the Gulf Stream kind of comes back in 
there towards you. Yeah, bit, it does. It? it swoops back in towards yeah. us, and, and this time of year, like right now, the Gulf Stream's so blown out that it's it's on the beach. You know, you you get eight, you get. We oh, wow. the other day we we had a limited dolphin, sixty dolphin, and we caught it right at the end of the day, and we were eight miles from the beach. <laughs> Boy, that's a nice luxury. But did you run way out past and and you caught him on the way back in? We, yeah, we we had gone wahoo fishing for the day and and okay. we, had, we had caught a few wahoos and jigged some jacks and it was a little slow day and we were coming in and just trolling in trying to make up some ground and here they come jumping into the spread. I'm like, kidding, here they are. <laughs> They're coming in. Oh, and then man. we ended up finding the bucket and just sat there and bailed our limit wow. and went in how cool is that so what are what are the depths you're fishing i mean like when you go out for the for the bills um how how far out how deep are, are you fishing um we'll usually start somewhere if we're going just bill fishing for the day you know the guys you know honestly we don't want any meat we want to go bill fishing there so all right we'll usually start somewhere around 80 fathoms you know start a little shallow maybe try and catch your white in your sail get a shot at those and then work off towards the deep, and you stay over 100 fathoms usually when you're really looking for a blue marlin or, or even a white marlin. They hang out there in the in the deep also. But uh, your okay. sails, your sails, you you'll get. I mean, that's why this time of year is our you see sails all almost every day. You'll see a, a pack of sails at least once a day, or have at least one in your spread this time of year a day while you're wahoo fishing, and that's anywhere from 35 to. 45 fathoms you stay and even shallower sometimes the wahoos would be up in the skinnies like i was saying the the water the good water will push in all the way into the beach and you know you'll be in 15 fathoms you just caught a 60 pound wahoo you know because that's where they're at that's where the bait's at that's where they want to be wow that sounds like a, a pretty epic fishery you got going up there yeah it's uh it's pretty it's pretty crazy i mean if i got 40 rods on that boat, I'm probably going to use them, use every single one of them in one day of fishing. All right, when we get back, Zach is going to share an epic offshore fishing story with us. Stay tuned. An anchor stick for kayaks and small boats is a great asset to have on board when you want to stop and fish an area, or when you want to get out and wade. When the wind is honking, and you are fishing over hard bottom in your kayak, canoe, or other small boat, a great anchor pole that can keep you planted is a must. Check out the one we like at tell.fish slash gear in your web browser. All right, we are back with Zach Van uh, with Wasabi Sport Fishing Charters out of Hatteras Island, North Carolina. And uh, the f- first half of the uh, show, he was telling us about uh, some of the epic fishing they do up there. So I I can only imagine what one of your most epic days is is going to be like kind of set the stage for us and, and tell us what was going on all right well um uh we started out the day it it was uh june i can't remember the exact date i'm thinking it was either the 6th or the 8th i can't remember for sure but that that was this year 2017 yes sir it was this year okay. um this year was one of the best blue marlin bites that we've had probably in the last 10 years there's wow. blue marlins being seen and caught every day. We went out, caught our limited dolphin by 7.30. We were done. Guys said, all right, I got one wish. I want to catch a blue marlin. I've been trying for 15 years. I said, all right, we can do that. We'll go out there and try it. We get out there, we're trolling around, and it was actually the first day of the Big Rock tournament. We weren't in it. We had a charter, but it was the first oh, day okay. of, 
of the big rock. So he he didn't charter you for the tournament. He this no, was just, just a just a regular, regular old charter. Charter. Okay, gotcha. And uh, we're riding along, and here he comes, right up on the right teaser, right teaser, right teaser. And I just checked my bait, my right my right short, mm-hmm. had it in my hand. I look over. Oh, there he is. I dropped bait right in the water, put him free spool. He comes off the teaser, Kenny pulls it away from him. My bait goes right in his mouth and he eats it. And I give him five seconds. Boom! Slam it in the gear. Got him off. So we're fighting that fish to clear all our bait. Fighting him, fighting him. And uh, we get him up close and he starts going down deep. I'm like, oh man, person's going to die on us. Mm-hmm. Usually when they go down deep like that, they end up getting tail wrapped or something happens and they just. Sometimes they'll come up dead. Yeah. Well, this fish, it finally comes up, and I get a leader, caught fish, and I pull him up. And he's, he's still alive, but he's, something happened to him down there. Like, he did get tail wrapped and ended up coming undone. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of drug him for a while, and we wasted a lot of time reviving him, you know, getting him back to life. And we ended up getting him back to life, and he, I let him go, and he slammed right down. Like, nothing was wrong with him. So we were like, all right, cool. Good, said, yeah. let's, uh, Let's uh, get our baits back out and let's, let's try this again. And uh, we get everything back out and it's all looks good. And my, my captain, <laughs> that's why it's such a crazy story. He, just, he goes, look, man, he's like, you got to drive the boat for a second. I really got to use the bathroom. I'm like, <laughs> 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 okay. So I climb up there and drive along and mess talking to the customer, two of them up there. And watch this while he's down there proofing. I said, we're going to catch this 500-pounder. Just joking, and we're riding along. I see this little slick spot off of the way, and I said, I'm going to ride over to that. And the whole fleet was off to the left. You know? I said, I'm going to mm-hmm. get away from them. And they're, all, get away from and they're all tournament fishing, right? Yeah, they're all tournament fishing. Yeah, I mean, there's okay. 100 boats out there in Blue Marlin. <laughs> and we're riding along, and I see that slick, and I start moseying off to it, you know, not real fast. I didn't want anyone to see me just make a hard right turn. So I mm-hmm. kind of went over to it, got over to that slick, and my right teaser goes, rap, 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 and I'm like, holy crap. And I run over to it, and the customer that just caught the blue marlin said he wanted to catch one. He ain't caught one and tried for 15 years. I said, mm-hmm. reel, I said, reel that bait up right to that right teaser. I said, he'll eat it. And I'm holding on to the teaser so you don't rip my rigger off the Mm-hmm. and he reels it up right to the right teaser and the fish comes start pulling the teaser away fish comes right off the teaser and just rodneys himself eats it <laughs> <laughs> takes off jumping and I'm like oh, sweet we got another one on and by this time Kenny done made it out of the bathroom because he heard all the commotion and me yelling <laughs> good thing huh and uh, he comes <laughs> running out there and he flies up the ladder I fly down the ladder start clearing all my stuff and Kenny goes oh my god I said, what? I said, what'd you run over? Said, Nothing. Look at the left teaser. I looked at the left teaser, and there's a 500-pounder eating it. I said, oh, oh my God. gosh. I threw Pinky right. That's left short. Had her on Pinky. You know, Pinky Express. The hot <laughs> thing. And I threw it out. Put it right beside the teaser. Boom, she takes off jumping. So we got double, double-headed blue marlins on right now. Oh, my gosh. So how, how big was the first one that you hooked? The first one was probably about a 250-300 pounder. He, he was a small male. That's what okay. I was thinking he was. And and the, and she was a big female. You know, she came up after he ate. I was like, I'm going to eat too. And she started eating that teaser, and I hooked her. She goes jumping off. I mean, just jumping my 80 watt. I mean, 
I can't oh, stop her. I got some heat on her, too. And he's over there going the other way, jumping. And Kenny goes, holy crap, Zach. And I said, what? He goes, look at both the teasers. I look back at the right teaser. There's another 300-pounder eating that teaser. <laughs> and I look back over at the left teaser, and there's another 300-pounder eating that teaser. And I grabbed dink baits, and I start firing them out. They didn't want nothing to do with my dink baits. They wouldn't come off those teasers. So we didn't hook those. Finally, Kenny puts the boat in a hard circle. He starts cranking his stuff up. Needless to say, both of these other blue marlins are still off jumping. <laughs> and we're running out of line on these reels. <laughs> are they good? So are they? But Kenny, we're running out of line. Are they going in opposite directions, or what are they doing? Yeah, the one's going one way, and one's going the other way, and he's putting the boat in a hard corner. And I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna lose both of them. And I'm down there freaking out because I'm looking at him going like, what do I do now? There's freaking four blue marlins back here. We got two of them on. And he's like, just keep hooking them. Just keep hooking them. <laughs> and I'm trying to hook them. And then finally, they they go off. We, don't, we can't see them anymore. So they start settling in on our other stuff. And he gets all his long riggers in and stuff. And we get all them in the boat. And uh, the big one, she just would never settle down. And we ended up jumping her off. Okay. She can't, she's, we lost her. Mid, like midway through the fight. I mean, I got the leader back. I don't even think if we'd have held the hook any longer, we would have held her because she tore that leader up so bad. Wow. But we did end up catching the other one. We we caught the other one. So we caught two blue marlins and a limit of gaffer dolphins by 1230. And we've seen, <laughs> we've seen seven fish that day. You had, yeah, you had four blue marlin all biting either hooked up or biting baits at the same time at the same holy time crap. yeah it was uh, holy crap that's like a, wow that's what you said you know it's a, it's a one story i got a lot of them you know i could tell you but that's the one that pops in my head you know right away oh no doubt i've never ha- i mean i've seen one and two i've seen two before but i've never seen four you know, and the days before that, we, we didn't get lucky and, and hook any, but we had already seen, the day before that, we seen 10 fish. We hooked one, and we ended up busting them off, and then the day before that, we seen five fish. You know, and just, sometimes they just don't want to eat. They're, they're not ready yeah. to eat. They just want to come check your spread out, you know, and they're just, they don't, yeah. they don't want to eat nothing. But we had four hungry blue marlins back there at one time, and ended up getting a hook in both two of them and and had a shot at two more oh man and you and you know what is the cherry on top of that story is that you had a hundred other boats right there near you who would have killed to have those fish on that you did and you weren't even fishing the tournament (laughs) i know we had the first fish of the day which is about you know i think it's somewhere around fifty thousand dollars because the first fish of the big rock oh wow and then i think we had the overall which is two fish. So that's another 50. So that was like a hundred thousand dollars right there. If we were in the tournament. So, so you could tell all those guys back at the dock, shoot, we blew you guys away and we weren't even trying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, we were trying, but we we try hard. Oh yeah. I've never worked with anybody. This captain, Kenny, Kenny Kochi. He's, he's, like I said, he's one of the best around and, and, uh, he's taught me a lot and, and, how to compose myself to make it happen, you know, so you can fulfill those people's goals, you know, that they have, that's why they pay that money. They they pay that money so they can have an opportunity to catch a fish of a lifetime, yeah. you know, and, and I have a picture, you know, that you know, we can share of me and that guy 
I was holding the fish by the bill, and he's leaning over touching it. He told me, he said, all I ever want to do is touch a blue marlin. Oh, so that, man. And he got it done. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We got to share that picture. That is, that's pretty awesome. So, well, Zach, man, that is a heck of a story, and I really appreciate you being on here today with us to share it. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, no problem at all. Anytime. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, where you can scroll back through our prior posts to see the spectacular catches that our amazing guests are hauling in. And be sure to hit the follow button so you don't miss the new catches that are right around the corner. Our handle is at Telltale Fisherman. This has been the Telltale Fisherman Podcast. Thanks for sharing another great tale with us. Be sure to check out the show notes page for more info on today's show and the gear we talked about. Keep those lines tight and we'll catch you next time right here on the Telltale Fisherman Podcast.